world tried to burn all the mercy out of me But you know I wouldn't let it It tried to teach me the hard way, I can't forget it Driving down the coast again The pills are kicking in The pills are kicking in She said I love you till I go What's up Wolfpack? I'm Shane and I'm your host On this little thing we call the Good Wolf Song if this is your first time listening to the podcast, I want to thank you and welcome you. It's great to have you here. And if this is not your first time listening to the podcast, I want to thank you and welcome you back. It's always great to have you here, and I do sincerely appreciate your continued support. That means an awfully lot to me. And I hope that as a returning listener, you are directly responsible for some of these new listeners coming in. I hope that you're sharing this with friends and family and coworkers, and perhaps even completing the challenge that is issued on every episode of the podcast. And for the new listeners, what is that challenge? Well, I don't run ads. I don't ask for any kind of payment. I don't want those things. What I want is for you to feed your good wolf and thereby help other people. Feed light and kindness into others around you and be used as a force for good when the opportunity arises. How do we do that? Well, here's one way that you can do that in a way that's very near and dear to my heart because I've seen the effects of it personally. So you know those people that are on your mind and you might not understand why. Well, it could be someone that you see or hear from just about on a daily basis. It could be a coworker, a friend, it could be a family member. Um, if you go to church, it could be somebody that you go to church with, or if you, you play on a bowling league, for instance, it could be somebody that you see there very regularly and you, you've struck a conversation with them and you know this person in your present, so you kind of have an insight into their life, and so it's not unthinkable that they would be on your mind, right? Well, if that's, if that's the only way that you connect to this challenge, and that's all that's really happening for you at this point, I still encourage you to complete this challenge with that person. But what I really want you to rein in on here and, and be more aware of is the people that come into your mind for what, what seems like no reason. And that might be an old childhood friend, it might be an old coworker, it might be an old classmate, maybe somebody you haven't seen or heard from in, in a year, in a decade even. That's what we're really interested in here because when those people are on your mind all of a sudden and for no apparent reason, there's a reason. It, might just, it just might not be apparent. So I want you and I challenge you to reach out to that person. All you have to do is tell them, hey, you're on my mind for some reason. I don't really know why, but I'm, I'm thinking about you and just wanted you to know I care about you. How's things going? Be willing to strike up a conversation with that person. Be willing to make a connection and reconnect with someone. You don't have to become their best friend again. That's not, you know, that might happen, but that's not necessarily what we're striving for. What we're looking to do is just be present and be used for positivity when that opportunity presents itself. You have no idea how powerful this can be unless you have seen it firsthand. And I myself, I've said it before and I'll say it again, I'll say it every time I present this challenge because it's the reality of it. You can literally save someone's life by doing this. If you place a phone call or a text or an email or a direct message on, on Facebook or Instagram or wherever, if you do that in the opportune moment, you can literally save someone's life. I am myself living proof of that fact. So that's the challenge. Reach out to someone, be kind to others, and do it 
whenever the opportunity presents itself. Do not wait because the opportune moment will pass. Now, whether this is your first time listening or not, I want to invite you, and I hope you're already doing this, follow us on social media. On Facebook and Instagram, we are at Feed the Good Wolf Outfitters. Uh, there is an underscore between each of those words. Uh, that's our Facebook and Instagram handle. They are the same. And on Twitter, we are at FTGW underscore Outfitters. Now, today I want to talk a little bit about a topic that we touched on in the previous episode, which was episode 34, Overcoming Depression. That was our first ever interview with a special guest, and that special guest was Brett Leonti. I encourage you to look him up and be following him. Um, and if you haven't heard that episode, I encourage you to go back. It was our first ever interview, and it was our longest episode to date at about an hour and 45 minutes long. And it was that long because there was that much good content there. We gave a lot of great content. We gave some practical tools, some things that you can actually do before the podcast has even ended that will help you or that could potentially be shared with others to help them uh, when they're battling that insidious monster that we uh, call depression. So one of the topics that we touched on was that of perspective and that uh, you know life is kind of 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react and how you view it. And I use an example from my own personal life that I'll restate in this podcast and we're going to go from there. And for the purpose of this podcast, I am naming this thought process compounding perspective now what that looks like is uh, I will start with a, a direct example from my life and the same one that I give in the previous podcast episode 34 and I'll go from there and I will I'll get a little bit um, we'll, we'll get to uh, hypotheticals but I'll start with something that is very real and something I experienced and that is I had to have some dental work done uh, about five years ago and I, I had a problem with a tooth and I let it go for way too long and I it got really really bad and it got to the point where I had to have a crown I had to you know a filling and a crown um, almost had to have a root canal on it and I knew I'd gone in for the original uh, checkup and they, they determined what we needed to do and I was going back for D-Day so to speak. This is the day that we're, that we're doing the filling and putting the crown on and y'all I hate the dentist. I, I, it just it, it creeps me out. I don't like it. Um, I know I need to do it but I don't like it. So I'm driving down the road um, on my way to the dentist and this song comes on the radio and one of the lines in this song is, I love the chip I have in my front tooth. And the context of that was this, uh, this singer-songwriter was talking about different uh, examples of times in her life where people had, had pointed out her flaws, had called her ugly, or had told her that she was less than you know, them because of the flaws that she had in her life. And they, they might have been uh, uh, you know, physical appearance, they might have been... Uh, you know, she wasn't considered as smart as them, whatever it was. And she was just, she was writing this song and just owning it all and just laying it out there on the line and saying, you know what, the chip I have in my front tooth, I love it. It makes me who I am, it makes me unique. It's not a beauty thing, but it makes me me. And when I heard that, I kind of laughed and I thought, you know, if, if all I had to worry about was a chip in my front tooth, then 
boy, oh boy, life would be great. And if I could get this tooth situation back to the point where it was just chipped, then yeah, okay, then I can go on and I can do what she's suggesting in this song, which is, you know, own your deficiencies and be happy about it and, and carry on and, and live a happy life. But I can't do that right now because of this situation that I'm in. And I realize the fallacy in that, right? It, it's pretty plain to see that, that, you know, that's a wrong way of thinking. Uh, that's a woe is me and that's a victim mentality and it's ridiculous. But we've all been there, right? We've all had a situation and whatever you're going through at this point seems to be the most horrible thing you could be going through and you fail to kind of, you know, count your blessings. You fail to practice gratitude in those moments. So here's the hypothetical that I present to you and it's, it's a hypothetical string of events, but it's a very real string of events also. So as I'm driving down the road on the way to the dentist, I pass by a man, and it's raining outside. It's, it's nasty weather. It's cold and it's raining. I pass by a man that's riding his bicycle down the sidewalk, and he has a backpack on. He's on his way to the local cafe where he's about to start a 12-hour shift. He's going to work a 12-hour shift in the cafe until closing tonight at 11 o'clock in order to better himself, in order to provide for his family. So in the meantime, he doesn't even have a vehicle. He's riding a bicycle through the rain to start a 12-hour shift on his feet with wet shoes and wet socks because that's what he does to provide for his family. And the vehicle that I drive past him in, it might not be the, the brand new 2021, but he would love to have it. And that vehicle, that's his dream. That's where he's trying to get. If he can put enough food on his family's table, the next thing he wants to do is he wants to buy a vehicle for them to share. He wants to, to be able to get to and from work and take his, uh, his family where they need to go in a more expedient way that vehicle that I take for granted thinking that the tooth in my head is my biggest problem I don't have any idea what problem is and while that man on that bicycle rides by he goes down another block or so and he passes by a homeless man a homeless man only has one leg and he looks at that guy on that bicycle and he says man I wish I could ride a bike I remember being a kid and I remember riding a bicycle I just wish I could ride a bike I wish that I could you know, do whatever he's doing. He's seen this guy ride by multiple times. He knows that he works down at the cafe. He knows he works the same 12-hour shift because he's there whenever he goes by, and he's there when he comes home. And he says, man, <laughs> I wish I could ride a bike. Man, I wish I, wish I had that job. I wish I had that, you know, wherever he's going. He's, he's going home. He's, he's obviously, you know, getting a shower. He's obviously going someplace. I wish I had that, that home is that guy's dream. That leg is that man's dream. And while that homeless man sits there and he panhandles every day watching the bicyclists go by, there's a prison that overlooks this overpass. And a prisoner looks out his cell window and he looks at that homeless man as he watches that bicycle go by and he, and he says, you know what, even if I we're on the street. I wish that I just had a chance at freedom. Because if I just had a chance at freedom, 
Maybe I could make something of myself. Maybe I could get out there and I could get a job. And yeah, it might take a little bit of time. I might have to ride a bicycle to work for the first year. But at least I'd have a chance. At least I'd have a chance to make a life for myself. To have a family. At least I'd have something to call my own. At least I wouldn't be property of the state. At least I could be my own man. And while he does that, the hospital that's nearby, there's a man that's laying in that hospital. It's terminally ill. He's going to die in that hospital, and he's pretty sure that he knows it. He's, he's convinced of that. And he looks out. He says, you know what? Even if I was in prison, at least it's life. At least I wouldn't be laying here in my own prison, one that I'm never going to get out of, at least in prison, even if I had no, no parole coming up for the next 10 years, at least that's 10 years I could be, I could be learning, I could be reading, I could be doing something, I'd be creating a, a, a life for myself, I could be learning a skill, I could be using my hands, I could be doing something, I could be enjoying life to the best of my ability. Right now I'm bedridden. And yeah, I'm thankful for the days that I've had I'm thankful that my family comes to see me every now and then, but boy, I sure do wish I had a chance at life, any chance at life. And while that man sits there and thinks that, there is a another young man that has just lost his family in a horrible car accident. And the last thing that he said to his wife whenever he left in anger the morning of that accident was something very hateful. The accident happened. He was at work. He found out. And he would give anything. And he would trade places with any of those people, including that man in that hospital bed, doomed to die, the man that's lost his entire family, his wife, his little girl, everything he got up for every morning, even when he got up angry, and even whenever he made the mistake of saying something horrible, saying something he didn't mean, and he prays every moment that he has the chance that, that somehow, some way, he could reach across that divide and that, that his, his now departed wife and daughter could just know, I didn't mean that. I hope you know I didn't mean that. I hope you know I love you. Honey, I hope you know I didn't mean that when I said that to Mommy. I hope you know you're the most important thing I have ever had. And he would trade places with that man in that hospital bed if he could just have five seconds to tell his wife and daughter that he loved them. Perspective. Perspective. Your situation, I'm not saying it's not bad. I'm not saying that you're not going through some things. And I'm not saying that you, you have no reason to be upset. I'm not saying that. And I'm not saying that it's worse to be uh, in prison than it is to be 
uh, homeless or or I'm, I'm not putting any of this in any particular order if I'm doing that on anything it's it's to say that my own situation that the true reality of this entire example which is that which I lived through being upset about a tooth it, it's if I'm saying anything and putting anything in any order it's to say that that's that's small potatoes man but it's about perspective because we're all guilty of that. We all upplay our own problems and downplay everything else in this world. We say to ourselves, you know, if I just had this, then I'd be happy. And we fail to realize what we do have. Do not fall for the fallacy of compounding perspective. That is a tactic of your bad wolf. Focus on the good. Whatever things are good, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are truth, whatever things are just, focus on these things. Focus on feeding your good wolf. Purple, 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 purple.